Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. In this episode, we will be looking at green cybersecurity and why it is so important for our organizations. Now, you might ask, what's the difference? Cybersecurity, green cybersecurity, greenwashing? What's it about? Now, the idea behind green cybersecurity is that we look at our IT infrastructure, how it consumes energy, how it affects our environment, because let's face it, data centers, computer systems, and so on produce energy, I mean, produce heat, consume um, water cooling and anything, they consume electricity, and so on. And when you look at the news, especially when you look at how many of the modern data centers, whether they're in America or Europe, you always tend to read that they're actually consuming a lot of water, groundwater, or they're taking water from rivers in order to cool their data center rooms, their data center environment, because of course, thousands of servers create heat. And that heat has to be taken out. You cannot just fan it all out. It, it just doesn't work. And so they use, of course, cooling systems that have liquid in them. And that's one of the key things that affects environment. Another thing, of course, and it doesn't just affect data centers, it actually affects as well office buildings. With the small office buildings, with maybe 20, 50, uh, 200 workplaces, or even a huge office building or campus with thousands of people working there, Everyone with notebook, desktops, and you have maybe servers, printers, all the different kind of gadgets around an organization. You've got switches, firewalls, lots of equipment generating heat. 
And of course, it's not just that we are in that kind of environment trying to cool all the computer equipment, but we're trying to create as well a cool environment for those who are working there because eventually all that heat is happening around us whilst we're working on our desks. And that's where air conditioning as well affects very much our environment. And the thing is, in certain times of the year, it is just too hot to really be efficient when the environment is just too hot. And of course, you can say, hey, then we can uh, save environment and so on. But then the organization suffers because people are just not working efficiently. Some people might even have health issues because of the heat that evolves in these buildings. And just look at many of the modern buildings. They have a lot of glass outside. So the sun goes through the glass, heats up, and then you have an additional issue because heats. In the winter, then, of course, glass windows outside with full glass uh, outside fronts and then the cold comes in. So the heat that we use to heat the rooms again then just flushes out through the windows and the glass frame of the buildings. And that's a key issue. Now, for cybersecurity, of course, usually we'd say, okay, but it's just firewall, internet access, and that's end. No, it isn't. Cybersecurity in today's concept means looking at every kind of device that we have in our technical environment. Everything from desktop, a notebook, server, switch, NAS system, data storage system, everything. Even your multifunctional printer somewhere in the corner next to your coffee machine. And even some smart devices are now, of course, an important element. Because, of course, we have all sorts of devices, whether they are Raspberry Pis, IoTs, uh, lighting systems, cooling systems, even your IoT-enabled coffee machine, fan, temperature measure system, all these kind of gadgets everywhere. Even your big TV screens that show the news and the current stock market and all these different kind of things, they are consuming a lot of energy, creating heat, creating other issues. And that's where cybersecurity has to go and see where can we actually reduce equipment that we don't need? Where is equipment maybe even outdated and creating environmental pollution and becoming a cybersecurity risk? Because, of course, an outdated system is, in today's world of cyber threats, not really capable of fighting against an attack. And that eventually leads to a system, of course, overheating. So if an, so if you look at it, somebody who's in, uh, engaging in a cybersecurity attack, they are actually polluting our environment. So <laughs> when you look at it from that perspective, someone who is spreading ransomware or hacking an organization, attacking an organization through the cyber world, they are actually polluting our environment. I'm not sure if they really care, those hackers, criminals, or whatever you like to call them, or uh, state-driven attackers, cyber soldiers, activists, whatever. 
Most of the time, they won't care. But we care. And that's the key thing. We have to see, as organizations, of IT people, sustainability officers, IT security officers, and whatever we want to call ourselves, even CEOs, CTOs, CIOs, CFOs, we are all having to ensure that we reduce the footprint of our IT infrastructure on all locations and in all aspects of our business. And that's a key thing where we have to look at. And that's where green cybersecurity comes into effect because we try to reduce costs, we try to reduce waste. Yeah, there are plenty of people who even today print out every email they receive. And then they staple them and put them in paper folders. And somebody has then to transport these folders into an archive. So we are even consuming fossil fuels for somebody who decides to print a one-page email and put it in a folder. Really? It's really unbelievable. Nevertheless, these are things that a cybersecurity expert or cybersecurity engineer should go and look around. And if you have ever gone through the green cybersecurity awareness problem and awareness training, you become aware that there are multiple areas where we can prevent a negative impact on our environment, on our communities, and even on the way we govern our organizations. And by organizations, I'm absolutely looking at every kind of organization, whether it's a small business, a medium-sized business, a global enterprise, a military organization, a civil organization, a hospital, a school, university, any kind of organization, any kind of body where people are working together for some kind of objective. Whether you are a transport authority, whether you are a bus company, a factory, a local steelworks, whether you produce toys or have a clothes production, even if you're an accounting office, by software development company, a games developer, or even a skating rink, we are all polluting our environment in many different ways. And we have to make an effort to reduce that. And we have to reduce the energy consumption, the fuel consumption, fossil fuel consumption. We have to reduce as well our, our waste. And if, to a certain degree, we cannot reduce it, we at least have to try to separate them into different kinds so that at least as much as possible can be recycled. And that means anything from plastic, glass, paper, carton, and whatever other kind of materials we might have in our business life cycle. And that's one of the key things that we have to look at cybersecurity and green cybersecurity that many times when you do an internal audit as a green cybersecurity expert, you will actually find many other areas 
Well, we can even reduce organizational costs because look at it. If you reduce the amount of energy use, the amount of water you are consuming, the unnecessary waste that we are maybe producing, if you can reduce that, maybe even be more efficient with the way you allocate staff, staff equipment, and so on. It might even be that you can reduce your organization costs by 15%, <laughs> maybe even more. Of course, at the beginning, you will notice a lot and you reduce a lot of costs at the beginning. And over the years, of course, it might be maybe 1%, 2 or 3 or 5%, which is then maybe not much. Nevertheless, still, when you look at it over several years, quite a considerable amount. And we have to be more sensitive towards our environment, but as well towards our community. And that's the thing where many people are sometimes confused with the topic of ESG. Now, the problem with ESG is it's often, like many other things, being misused by certain organizations. Yeah, greenwashing. Some people like to use as well greenwashing to green label their products or services or business, although they're absolutely the worst polluters in their field. Yeah, and that's a key issue when you look at these things. So ESG actually should be doing what it should be. That should be to protect our environment, protect local communities. And that means everything from ensuring that we don't pollute our local plants, our local animal life, the water, the community, that we don't create rubbish dumps anywhere, that we don't damage the environment, don't damage cultural and other kind of issues. Yeah, as a sample, if you're consuming crazy lots of water locally, then your local community cannot go and have water. And this is happening everywhere around the world, not only somewhere in Africa. There are plenty of towns and villages in Great Britain, in Germany, Austria, Poland, Eastern, Western Europe, wherever. They're all suffering by all these things. And often it's maybe a headline for a few weeks and then it's forgotten because it's no longer sexy. It's not interesting. So, of course, the media forgets it. Now, we shouldn't forget it. We should ensure that things are improved. And so that's where cybersecurity can actually improve the situation because in today's time, one of the main consuming areas besides manufacturing is information technology, unfortunately. Because all other areas have been consumed by IT. So we don't necessarily usually print so much on that. But we have more and more computers, we've got monitors and everything. So we should always modernize, especially our monitors, because they consume a lot of energy. Switch over to LED, another kind of technology, and save energy. At the same time, move away from ICE, so combustion engines, and move towards electric vehicles. And there's a wide range of vehicles available on the markets at quite some reasonable prices. 
and there are many options. And the same thing applies as well to things like uh, even bus services, train, trams, and so on. And that's where you can as well support your local community as an enterprise, as a medium-sized company, or even a local employer. You can motivate people to even commute as groups. Yeah, Car sharing, ride sharing, it's all possible. Now, in the next episodes, I will be as well looking at other areas to give you a gadget better insight about uh, how we can improve our organizational efficiency, how we can cost reduce, how we can improve as well our revenue and other areas. And I have as well some other interesting guests coming up in the next weeks for you to mind feed and get ideas. I will have as well on the description of this podcast a link to an assortment of other so to supportive um, articles that give you insights into this topic. Thanks for listening and see you soon. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Growth Zone show with Christian Barge. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website Meet Chris barge.com i will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link on my website you will also find the links to free templates if you're looking for the books i have published on marketing innovative technology and sustainable business strategies just simply click on publication to find my book list the world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG-compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo, and many others. That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military, and several universities, and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle 
Cap Barge. It's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T-S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P Barge, or spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel. 